Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott back again for another episode of the Nolcast. Bud, uh, we always thank our sponsors. Tonight, looks like you got the classic Louisiana hot sauce t-shirt on. So those of our YouTube, either live or otherwise, can appreciate what at this point is uh, is rapidly becoming a vintage t-shirt, I believe. But uh, no, man, great as always to be able to do this. We thank our sponsors, also the great people, Tarpon Sellers Winery, tarponsellers.com. And uh, yeah, you want to just you want to do a prize picks pre- review real quickly here, and then we'll fade immediately into uh, the Florida State game itself. We can certainly touch on a couple of the less thans that uh, occurred from the Florida State perspective of the ticket, and uh, and go from there. Yeah, uh, let's do that. So the one we gave out on the show uh, was awesome. Went five of six. If Ole Miss doesn't decide to try to like cover the spread super late for no reason against Georgia Tech uh, and start throwing the ball like crazy, I, we had Jackson Dart less than 245 passing yards. He had, uh, he had like 47 in the first half, and they mm. throw like crazy. He had a 40 point fourth quarter, so uh, not not great there ultimately, uh, honestly. But uh, yeah, uh, not not great. Uh, five of six though, we'll get it done. Almost had our third 25 to 1 of the year, which would be ridiculous. On the Florida State card, let me see. I think the Florida State stuff we gave out was good, uh, which, I mean, I would expect it to be. We we, we do have an FSU-centric show. Uh, so let's see if I can find this here. But the stuff we paired it with, I think, did not hit. See a couple people in the chat saying they won 250 and a couple other nice dollar amounts there. So that is awesome, guys. I really... Really happy for y'all. Seriously. Um, that's what we want. I definitely gave a little bit back on NFL Sunday. Uh, so we went uh, un, or, uh, uh, less than on Jordan passing yards. Uh, took uh, took more than on Jordan Moore and the card we, we, that we tweeted out from the thing. Less than on Travis Hunter. Not the way I wanted to win that. Like I know a lot of FSU fans don't like Travis Hunter. I, kid was always really cool to me and I, I really like watching him play. So I, I hated to see that. Uh, more than on Dominic Lovett. That hit. Uh, more on the Minnesota quarterback, Kalik Manis. He got hurt, so super annoying. And uh, Amari Niblack, uh, more than 33.5 receiving yards. Zero is not actually more than 33.5, turns out. Uh, went to public school, but yeah, you and I can figure that one out. Uh, turns out Bama's offense had a little bit of a uh, little bit of an issue. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that or not. Yeah, it'll um, yeah, be interesting. Players only meetings being called. Lane Kiffin calling him out for switching play callers, going back to Milrow, secret suspension or not. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like when I first started Tomahawk, like back in 07, 08, there, there were quite a few players only meetings being held. Yeah. That usually ends poorly. Players only meetings in week two or three is normally a. Uh... Normally not a leading indicator of success. We'll put it that way. You think he's done? Uh, it feels like we're getting there. Yeah. I mean, and and it's not uh, necessarily him. And and uh, I don't get to listen to a whole lot of national stuff. As, um, my, my days are fairly occupied, I can assure you. But uh, Josh Page has had a good hold on this. I mean, it's yeah. the... Uh, when you hire Kevin Steele as your defense coordinator at this point in your career, I, like that's something that I immediately was like, "Ooh, I don't know if that's uh, if you're clutching to the old school to make I, yourself feel good." Well, and I just don't know. You know, you and I have talked about this offline. The further and the deeper you get into the successful head coaching tunnel, the further you are removed from what the up and coming assistant pool looks like. And he's certainly done a great job of 
of either grabbing an up and coming assistant or, you know, being a rehabilitation opportunity for others as they go through, you know, whatever it may have been in their career, whether a firing as a head coach or all the reasons that he's had some great staffs just doesn't seem like, seems like you have all the talent in the world. And with this Alabama defense this year, uh, you know, you, you'll be in damn near every game, but feels like the offensive side of the ball has kind of gotten away from him. All right, let's talk a little little four state here. Obviously, it is an FSU show. We appreciate everybody. Guys, guys hit like and subscribe on the channel. We, we, we look at our analytics. You know, less than 30% of our viewership is subscribed. There's no reason not to subscribe. Sometimes we do these shows without any social media going out because we want to talk to the people who care enough to follow us. And then the, the stragglers can catch it later. So, Kestna had a good question here in the chat. He says, having very good but not elite talent catching up with us. For example, playing vanilla defense and offense, believing you can out-athlete an inferior opponent. I, I think I might quibble with with the uh, some of the designation, but I think directionally he's correct. Yeah, like, I don't think you have enough talent to where you can just roll the ball out Roy Williams style and just smoke every single team you play, regardless of whether you, th you, you got your A stuff that day or whether you're having a little bit of an off bullpen. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. You still had two high school recruiting classes that are your what your second and third and fourth year players now that weren't up to, to snuff as far as like competing for playoff national title, that type of stuff. You've done a great job, obviously, supplementing it via the portal and making up for some some holes. But yeah, I think directionally that's probably correct. Uh, we were actually talking about this before we came on on the show. Like, and I thought when you did the solo show, you made a great point. Like they don't look like a national title team in the sense that we have come to understand what a national title team looks like. Now we may be having a 2007 type event this year. Yeah. It does feel like we're having a, a, a crazy situation where we could have a, a, you know, yeah. 2007, for those of you that aren't familiar, basically what was it? It felt like every team that got ranked number one or number two lost every week. Uh, USF was number two. Kansas yeah. went number two. Missouri yeah. went to number two that, that year. I mean, it was. Yeah. Um, but like, if we think that like you play is like, like a national title team, right? It plays as like a 32, 33, maybe a 35. Maybe that LSU 2019 is like a 38 type thing. Florida State's not there. They're probably more of like a 24-25. Like, like, you know, they they'd be, you know, like a touchdown dog to the team that we generally think is like the best team in the country until that team identifies itself as like the most amazing team in the country by a lot. You know, and then they'd probably be like a, I don't know, like a 10-point dog to like a last year's Georgia team, you know, not like a 17-18, like like TCU ended up being eventually. But they're still a damn good football team. Like Boston College played the best game it's played all year, despite the penalties. You played probably your worst game in terms of focus, commitment, coaching. I think like the coaches would admit that. Norvell basically did in his press conference today. The fact that like a lot of these guys pretty clearly had the flu and warmed up with masks on, and we know that some of them missed practice last week with flu-like symptoms. It was an issue. Yeah. Uh and you that still won the ball. Not an excuse, but it was an issue, definitely. No, but like uh, if you got the flu, I mean, we've done flu podcasts before. We're not out there running around. <laughs> you know, I, you're up 31 to 10 with what 17 minutes left? Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit less. Like that's 
we're getting pretty close to garbage time if you don't allow a defensive score and fumble a kickoff. I went back and watched. You want to go offense or defense first? Yeah, I would encourage people to listen to your podcast, uh, your instant reaction podcast. It's very good. I gave perspective on both sides of the ball. Uh, got a glowing recommendation from my mom, by the way, but oh, she nice. texted me at 8, 8.30 in the morning on Sunday. Like, if you listen to the instant, it's very good. Well, thank you, Mom. I appreciate the uh, yes. appreciate the heads up. Um, yeah, let's start defense because uh, I, I think there's two different conversations to be had here. Um, that was, it's, I I I struggle to say that was the best offensive line you've played, but it was the best offensive line effort against you that you've seen. I think uh, overall, especially before Taylor went down the left tackle for them, they blocked you pretty effectively. So far this year, the defense has been able to largely win up front, or at least stalemate. That wasn't always the case. I don't know that they had a great plan for this, man. You know, like again, Norvell today basically said, felt like we could have done a better job coaching him up, could have had a better plan. I'm not putting words in his mouth, just watch the press conference. They don't have enough talent on defense to where they can play like hero ball or have guys not really trust what they're seeing, trust what they're doing, playing together so they can play fast. We got a lot of guys that I think will make an NFL camp. Maybe get their name called, you know, on on day three. I think we'd both agree we don't have a lot of like first round types on the defense. I mean, verse. I think Cypress gets drafted. I think Green gets drafted. Probably neither in the first round type thing. Like they, And again, most teams in the country are in the same boat. So you have to play together. You have to play fast. And you have to like really understand what your role is you know, on, on the defense. And I'm not really sure that everybody did in this game. I think Castellanos, the mobility, uh, it, it looked like, like his level of mobility kind of surprised them a little bit. But also, like, kind of took them out of their game some, dude, to be honest. It, it, it was like they were so worried about that that they kind of lost lost track of what they were supposed to do on some of these plays. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like um, you asked some different things of your defense through, at different times of the games. I mean, you opened up with a little bit of uh, pressure from the edge as far as cornerback uh, yeah. blitz. And, and you, you and Knowles whiffs it. Yeah, and yes. Um so then you you do a little bit of mush. Uh, I, I don't, you know, look, I'm not, a, a podcaster is not a guy who's appropriate to like <laughs> question uh, a defensive coordinator or other things like that. There's just different levels of knowledge to the game. But some of the things that we were trying on defense was, was surprising to me and would be, you know, I don't know. And it, it, it is Castellanos. Like, there is something almost freeing if you're the only guy on your team that is of, like, the athletic level of your opponent. Like, you just know yeah. it's on you, right? And so you can kind of play free, and you can kind of know that, like, you're kind of playing without restrictions or limitation. Like, so what if you don't <clears throat> get free and run for 16 yards? Because nobody else on your team is going to be able to do that. Uh, and it just looked like Castellanos had a very special day. I was a little bit concerned that as the process of the game played out, 
you didn't make things uh, more difficult for him to have a very special day. Like you, you, yeah. you kept allowing situations for him to spill and to get out into the open field and to improvise. And that's a decent thrower, the ball that was legitimately recruited to either play running back wide receiver or defensive back for some of the better teams in the country. Like that's an athlete at the level that you're not going to see uh, this year on your schedule again, absent, you know, what you may draw in the playoffs, uh, if, should you be fortunate enough to get there. So um, that was more it. A guy, a, a really talented athlete, not a great quarterback, but a talented athlete, had a great day. It was kind of surprising that you didn't do some things throughout the course of the game to limit, uh, you know, what he ultimately had to put on his resume. Agreed. I'm going to turn down that fan. Can you hear that in the background? You're hearing it like click, click, click. I could not. No. God, we got good microphones. Remember, we didn't have good microphones. That was. Yeah. That was, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it on. It, it is. It is fairly cooling in the room. Um, I agree with you. Like, look, we knew they didn't have great safety depth. They pursued a couple safeties who went into the portal. They didn't land uh, any of those. When Dent goes down, you're forced to play Knowles, uh, who. I think I volunteered to go play the position, but, but he's not played safety for a long time. Uh, we both know that they had considered moving other guys to safety in the spring, right? Not named Kevin Knowles. Now they settled on, on him for whatever reason. It's definitely an issue. I think teams are are exploiting him a little bit right now. You know, like that's that's kind of a problem. I think you're largely okay at corner, uh, like not. Amazing, but good at corner. Safety is absolutely a concern. Uh, linebackers don't look... They don't look like they've taken a big leap to me. Bethune actually looks like he's taken the biggest leap year over year. And that's probably more due to health. Uh, you're very familiar. I think everybody in the audience, if you're not new to the show, is familiar with my opinion about coaching at the linebacker position as well as recruiting. So I don't know how much we need to go over that every single show. Uh, I think we've cut down on that some, but again, uh, the old office space line, the what what would you say you do here? Uh, some of the backups when they went in didn't particularly look super ready to me. And okay, I, I really do think, man, that like they tried to play most of their base stuff against this guy, thought they would get away with it, in some ways, they kind of did. I mean, you allowed ten points through like forty something minutes of, of of the ball game. Yeah, I mean the game, low the game that we rate. predicted. I, I think I was forty one thirteen. You were somewhere in that area. The game what we predicted was right there. It was thirty one to ten at the, going into the fourth quarter, um, and that's what makes me. I look. I I know the flu thing is real. I talked to some guys on the team. They're quick to dismiss it. They're not trying to make it an excuse, but yeah, well, Farmer looks like he like he's running a quicksand, and that's yeah. not what he has looked the first two games. There was a flu bug going around, but you still went up on that team thir thirty-one to ten. You know, so I I give credence to it. I also somewhat dismiss it because you weren't a, a bag of lethargy throughout the course of the game. Uh, now there are certain rooms, and I think you just touched on one of them. That when you can watch the tape and get a pretty good idea as to where some of this might have been. Um, Running so, back, D-tackle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I will say this. like, If you practiced all week with wet balls and you don't think this kid's much of a thrower, 
mean, your opinion of him as a staff is that he's a running back because that's really what you recruited him mm-hmm. to play. And you think we have a hurricane coming. Was the plan really to sit in too high and just play your quarter stuff? I, I get that maybe you just want to rep more quarters against mobile quarterback because like you, you're you're largely a base a base quarters team with, with kind of man principles, which sure I get that, but Is it really what you repped in practice all week for a potential rain game, potential hurricane game? Because it wouldn't make sense to me to sit in too high in a hurricane, right? I'm just, I don't need too high if I've got the huge eye in the sky <laughs> handling got, the hurricane, you, like the deep you, ball. You, yeah, right? like, you've got you've got a 12th defender, uh, if not a 13th. Absolutely. So where was, where were, I thought that they should have muddied up for him a little bit more, played a little more, like a little more single high. Mm-hmm. potentially brought a little more like delayed pressure on him, right? Like what, what, once he sat back there for a second, they did a decent job with this against Daniels. And they didn't do that a lot. And I, again, like it really does come down to, there weren't a whole lot of opportunities this kid missed, by the way. Like he really played his ass off. When you messed up, he killed you almost every time. Like how many, th- how many throws did he just out and out miss? It wasn't a ton. Hell, there's one. He's just, I mean, He's like full on Kobe, just fading back and launching it as, as he's about to get killed, and it just happens to be like an awesome throw. It, you played it right. You, you're you're basically there in phase and coverage. He just you force the kid to make like an impossible throw, and he hits it on you. Um. Yeah. So look, linebackers and safety is not communicating. That's not a flu thing. That's got to get better because you don't have enough elite talent in the back seven like high, high-end NFL talent to when you try to make the playoff or get to the playoff to where you can afford to have mental mistakes. And through the first two games, I actually thought they'd been okay with that. So this is not a recurring thing necessarily for me. Although first half against LSU obviously had a little bit. You kept them in the pocket some. You did not compress the pocket well enough. That could be a flu thing for sure. And it felt like you were just kind of, you know, You've seen glimpses of that uh, in some other games, but yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It it is what it is. Like, this is not a a top five defense. I don't think it was reasonable to think it it, it would be. It's definitely a better defense than you had last year. Yeah. It's not a top – it's not a, like, 106 defense either. Like, I know – Who has has that? It's total yards. I know this has never been a total yard yard podcast. The the, the Uh, the last time total yards were a relevant stat, podcast didn't exist, guys. (laughs) Well, well said. Um, I'll I'll tell you where I have now. I'm not going to give you where I have every single team in the country, obviously, but I've got them 13th. That seem fair? Like the defenses that I think are better than Florida State right now, like that I would trade for. Bama, Georgia, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas, NC State. Mm, That seem fair? And NC State and Florida State are basically tied. Yeah, I mean, this defense being a top 20 defense is kind of my mental anchor right now. Uh, now, you'll just see if... Uh, oh, Iowa, too. But like, you got to you gotta kind of figure out, like, do you think Iowa's real? Or is it just, like, there's some weird interconference stuff. Like, Iowa within the Big Ten is one... Like, it plays to mm-hmm. a certain number. But Iowa out of conference plays to a total different number because they actually have to face a passing offense. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean that's probably fair. You're you're somewhere between a top twenty, top fifteen defense uh, with some some really nice pieces, and uh, yeah, just have to see. You know, if, if some of those moments where you flash, uh, there's a play that Fabian makes early that's just like, there's Fabian Lovett, there's Fabian yeah. Lovett. I remember, damn. Uh, and if you can get that a little bit more consistently on the inside, and some of the better things happen, then yeah, you're you're probably a pretty good defense. Uh, but there's well, there's certainly been some calls for concern uh, throughout the first three games periodically in small pockets, obviously in, in game number two. Uh, but yeah, Saturday was a, hopefully a wake up call for everybody across the board. And, and uh, I know that this is tired and other people have said it in cliche to an extent, but you know, it could be a good thing as far as how a team responds. And you basically had the ability to, to take a loss and, and still have a zero in the loss column. And that's a, you know, that can be a, a definitely a learning experience. This is why we always try to talk on the show. Like we don't, we don't craft the show to the scoreboard. We, we, we like you can't ignore it. But like we, we try to craft the show to what we saw. That keeps you more level headed. If you're way up here after six six thirteen, despite the fact you saw some you saw some problems, which we did and commented on, then you have to be all of a sudden way way down here when you when you play to a two point win over Boston College. And the, the fact of the matter is, you probably like you played better than the scoreboard at BC. And you didn't play to a 53-point win over a, a halfway decent Sunbelt team two weekends ago. Or two weeks ago, rather. So, you don't always play to the number, though. Well, and you know what 500 people have done that can't be ignored. That's the number I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Legendary. Chad's uh, in the chat. Is Shannon in the chat tonight? I haven't seen Shannon, but uh, Chad has certainly been in there, and you could uh, talk directly to Shannon should you choose at 844-FSU-LOAN, 844-FSU-LOAN, like we mentioned and joke about more than 500 Nolcast listeners at this point in time, and the emails continue to come in, and that's always a great thing to see uh, as far as emails indicating new loans granted through the partnership that we're so proud of, but uh Shannon's just an awesome dude, as as good as anybody out there uh, to walk you through this process and let you know what your options are. Uh, as I said, 500 Nolcast listeners can't be wrong. Uh, big thanks to what Chad and Shannon have meant to this podcast, and we would wholeheartedly and enthusiastically uh, ask that you give them consideration should you need uh, some sort of mortgage in your near future. Completely agree. All right. So, um, let's talk offense. I was more concerned with this, I think, immediately post-game than I was after the rewatch. This felt like extremely grab bag and not like it had a lot of like cohesion and plan. And I'm not saying that like they didn't have a plan because I, I, I don't think that Norvell... I don't think that Norvell really... You know, want um, I, I don't think after Jacksonville State, like that they go into a game just completely not trying. But I do think that they tried to do some things in this game that were specifically like repping certain things they just wanted to rep, right? Or just like when they go to a, into a big game, don't you feel like their plan is really good almost always, or at least like it makes a lot of sense what they're trying to do? Like they clearly. You could see them setting up stuff in the LSU game the entire time. The the, the home run throwback to Bell off, off off the bluff screen, right? They were setting it up for a long time. 
they're trying to work like mul multiple variations of counter. They, they, they run more, they run more GY. They, they go a little, little back tight in the same side. Like this game felt a little more grab baggy to me. Um, and I would expect a better plan against Clemson. Maybe a plan that is more specifically tailored to what Clemson does. That's kind of my thought. Maybe some more shot plays. And maybe, no maybe about it. If you want to win this game, you probably need to, need to you know, you're running. <laughs> I mean, look, this is not an offensive line that's going to blow people off the ball. Not good D-lines. You need to, to add, like, you need to be the plus one in the run game of the quarterback, right? They really didn't do that here. I mean, how many times did Jordan pull it? Twice? Maybe three? It wasn't a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, could, I think I can remember him three, carrying the ball three times. Um, Obviously, one, he got dinged on. I, I would expect him to play. So, like, if, if you come back in that game, Oh yeah, I don't even think that's consideration. Oh, pe people, people were asking about the the whole okay. the photo of him in the sling, but like, I've heard like, heard nothing. I mean, look, not that we're a source for injuries. There's, there's people on the ground that cover this, and they do a great job. Uh, but I would fully expect to, uh, yeah. So yeah, and I, I look not to overlook opponents again, but your upcoming opponents are who Syracuse after the bye week, right? And you get yeah, Syracuse, Virginia years. Tech, dude. And isn't Wake in there too before you get Miami? Yeah, Wake is the I believe the twenty eighth, the last weekend in uh, October, if I recall. I mean, if you play really poorly, you could lose to Duke. Duke's actually probably pretty good this year. Yeah, Duke's they, they seem to be super healthy. I mean, the quarterback. If you rank the top three quarterbacks in the ACC, he's firmly in the conversation. Right. Maybe you put Van Dyke in there if he keeps playing really well. We'll we'll see. But man, like you got a lot of time. I mean, you're not gonna like, you could play Tate Rodemaker and beat Vatek by ten. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure mm -hmm. on that. So you probably need to run Jordan against Clemson. I think that helps a lot of your a lot of your issues right now because right now I don't think these teams are respecting it. I would expect against some of these mid level ACC teams for you to continue to have problems in the run game. If this is what your offensive line looks like, you don't have Mo Smith right now. We'll see if he's able to play against Clemson. You don't have Rob Scott. We'll see what he's able to do. But I don't think they really respect it. And so, like, they're not playing Jordan to keep the ball. We'll see. Uh, yeah, this is not good podcasting, but Nick Chubb sustained, a like, a injury, the type that it, it makes your stomach feel upset tonight. So... Uh, not oh. like a neck injury or something, but sustained a neck. Is that what uh, he was a, down for? A leg injury that is uh, looks kind of Lattimore esque. Uh, so. Oh my god! Yeah, um, I, I saw them try to pick him up, and then he was said, "No, no, no!" Like he yeah. knew. No, yes. I, I didn't see what actually happened. Yeah. Um, brutal. Everybody, like everybody, I know that like talks about him just loves. Oh, he's guy. A, he's an incredible, incredible guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. That's that's very very unfortunate. So <sighs> man, that sucks. Look. Is Jordan not taking the open throws because he's doing a little more like NFL style throw it to the guy one on one, hope the guy can make a play? Looks like it right now. Yeah. Is that something I think you're going to drill into him pretty hard this coming week? Yeah, I do. But also, like, he's never been a great one, two, three progression guy. 
a lot of like this is why first of all i think he's a really good college quarterback he doesn't look a whole lot better than he did last year there is a reason and i'm not trying to be a jerk about this but there's a reason you got him back okay because if he had like a legitimate first round or second round or third round type grade he doesn't come back to school those guys go and they're playing on sundays not on saturdays I don't think he's like considerably worse than he was last year, but he hasn't made some big leap so far. Now in practice, sure, but in the, it translated to the games, you've had what like twenty good minutes, like no, that's not true. Twenty elite minutes, mm-hmm. basically against LSU. No, I don't think the staff needs to simplify. I, I think he needs to stay within the structure a little bit more of what they're calling. Um, they need to make sure they're on the same page with what they're calling with him. Like, hey, are you comfortable? Are you seeing it? And I'm sure that they will get this right as far as his comfort for the offense by Clemson. Yeah, I'm not the the yeah. Jordan part of this conversation. I'm not concerned about. I mean, I and, and I'm a little look, concerned, right, but are yeah, you? I, okay. I think you're uh, not a ton. Like, I'm not freaking out concerned, honestly. Like, I think yeah. he'll get it right. They just they didn't look like they had a lot of plan, man. LSU they had, right. they had a plan. One of the early uh, phrases of the Jimbo era that I got so tired of hearing was uh, you can't go broke taking a profit or whatever. And that's something that might, you know, might want to write that in the in the quarterback room uh, this week. And I, I do think that you'll see uh, a guy who's, yeah, I'm just, uh, Jordan, I'm not worried about it. And, I, and I'm probably too biased by what I've seen in practice because I, I have seen a different level quarterback and I have full full faith that that will translate to a game setting uh, and we'll just, we'll see if that comes true. Um, now there are aspects of the offense that I have more structural concerns with uh, and it's a different conversation, but ultimately I think you, uh, I think you're good at quarterback. I think you're, you know, I think you're going to be good uh, moving forward absent, you know, an, an injury or anything else. So. All right. So we can look at our notes here. All right. You may not solve the run game stuff if you don't have the quarterback run, which, again, I think you're largely fine in most of the games. Uh, the pit game I view very differently now than I did mm-hmm. because they, they might just have a total zero at quarterback. Like, that was – I don't know how many of y'all watched that, and I'm not trying to, like, jump ahead seven weeks here because things can and do change in this sport. But that's two data points now where it looks like Pitt just has an absolute – like they just don't have a quarterback at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was like thirty percent again, just <laughs> not. Uh, they had two hundred eleven yards of offense on a pretty poor West Virginia defense. Um, yeah, like you're probably going to be fine. Only needing Jordan to run the ball three more times this year, maybe four, if if we're being generous in, in terms of the regular season. It's a lot of games you don't. In certain games, you will need to because that's probably how you solve some of your run issues, honestly. I do think, like, there are a couple of runs in this game, if you watch it, that they can pop. They're just – I'm not saying they're super close, but, like, there's going to be a time, and maybe it's next game. Like, maybe it's like, oh, well, the run game hadn't done a damn thing. And then all of a sudden, like they, they bust out a seventy yarder against Clemson. There are some where, like, you, you know, remember how Jimbo was? You said like they're out the gate, just one more block type thing. Mm-hmm. And the problem was like, the problem was never the run game being out the gate. It was like you don't create any explosive passes in your offense at all. Like you use 
passes as like a maintenance tool for your occasional explosive runs, which is not a great way to do it. Um, not when the rest of the sport is just exploding with, with explosiveness around you. If you add the quarterback run game to this, I do think they can start creating explosive plays again with the run game. I do think it makes people play you a little bit differently. And especially if you do that and you take a little bit of the underneath stuff, the screen game, I mean, look, the, it's not that Coleman misses the block on the play uh, that you had the fumble for, for your little little slip screen to the back. It's that he looks like he's like running a route. Mm-hmm. He doesn't yeah. really attempt to block the guy. Like I, I think he just didn't know what he was doing. The integration of some of the new pieces maybe is not as fully formed as we wanted it to be. Um, and you do got a lot of mouths to feed. There ain't no doubt. I mean, this yeah. is something like we didn't shy away from talking in the offseason. Like that's going to be a challenge. Uh, I think it's good that you got Bell some balls in this game, and that he, that he scored. Like he's, you know. Yeah. LSU was not I think fully he scored garbage twice, time for what it's worth. Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, and he got one against uh, or got he got two against against LSU. So now the guy's got yeah. four touchdowns. Um, no, no, I'm saying, well, he he yeah, he was in he he was in on one, and they put it at the two inch yard line or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Bell is very 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 impressive, uh, unique player, and. Probably does the has the best. I'm not saying move him to running back, and, and let me reiterate, I'm not saying move him to running back. But what you do see in his skill set is that he might be as good as any offensive player that we have on this roster as far as setting up your blocks and seeing yeah. guys downfield and using, uh, you know, that to your advantage. And that is a very real, very real aspect of football. And you know, when Johnny Wilson is running, one one thing where there is no variance in Johnny's game is Johnny is. Uh, just a big six foot seven tractor trailer running downfield, getting in guys' ways and and uh, pushing them out of the way. And Bell seems particularly good at, at setting up his blockers. So, having said all that, yeah, I do think it's critical that you keep him engaged, involved, and continuing to get the ball into his hands. Um, I'm not going to make too much of one game where only Keon Coleman gets thrown at three or four times or whatever, but that's you know not something that you want to necessarily. I would think that's not a habit that you want to have run too deep. So. Do you remember the Randy ratio? Uh, I do not. All right, so this was really kind of stupid by the Minnesota Vikings staff, but it was a thing they did mm. I don't know when it was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we're going to have the Randy ratio. We want to throw the ball to Randy like at least – I'm sure somebody in the chat will remember what it was, but I think it was like 15 targets a game for Randy Moss or something like that. Other teams like, all right, cool. We'll just we'll double Randy every play. Not that we weren't going to anyway, but like now that you guys are so – like you're putting it out there. Um I don't know if you need, we don't need to verbalize a Keon ratio, but if Keon's not getting, I don't know what, if he's not getting like at least three or four targets a half in competitive games, you're, you're probably not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Like the, there's no way you don't have a certain number of plays that need to be going at him consistently, but he didn't play his best game. Clearly like, like that. Some of the missed blocks, some of the, I think attention to detail stuff could be better and, from everything we heard at Michigan State, his practice habits were pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not particularly worried about that. People can have off games. Sometimes your team has an off game together. Chad, who I, I'm not going to scroll up all the way to find it because there's a lot of messages here tonight. Uh, but Chad of, of Legendary had made a point. He's like, at what point do we just decide to spread this thing out and chuck it? I still think that's the break glass plan. Mm-hmm. I do. 
Maybe not in that weather up there, but I think you were you were about ten more minutes for, against LSU from just saying screw it. We're we're just going to let Jordan sit back here and pick the targets and chuck, you know, and and just go throw throw throw. Mm-hmm. You kind of got some weird mismatch personnel type stuff going. I, well, they'll figure it out. Like I'm not saying they're going to go out and just go five wide against Clemson or you know even go you know a lot of empty, but Jordan seems to operate pretty well from empty. And in those big games, they're not afraid to break it out. Like, think about it. They mm-hmm. had a lot of empty against Oklahoma. They went some empty at times against Florida. Uh, Miami wasn't really a big game last year, but uh, regardless. You know, like, you could use – you can use Bell as, as a bit of a move piece because he can block enough, you know, and, like, I don't think – like, the effort's not been poor there, blocking-wise. It'll be interesting to see what they do with this thing. Like they're clearly not fully clicking, but yet I'm not crazy concerned because I don't think they had a, like a. I don't think they had the same level of intensity that they had against LSU. Clearly, yeah, Maybe yeah impossible. And impossible. focus certainly not. Yeah, right. Like you're not going to play that level every single game. Yep. But I think they'll have a better plan, like specifically formulated stuff, to try to create coverage busts of Clemson. Yeah. We'd encourage you to have a plan and specifically formulate stuff to optimize your business with Matt Lewis and the great team at Congruity. As I'm fond of saying, I've worked with Matt and his team literally at every professional venture I've been a part of over the past three or four years and uh, would encourage you to at least give him uh, consideration and give him a phone call, five, ten minutes, see if there's a, a partnership to be had there. We can't uh, we can't endorse Matt and his team enough and uh, thoroughly enjoyed working with him. CongruityHR.com is the website that you can go to. But uh, as always, we want to thank Congruity for what they do and uh, for them contributing to making the Nolcast possible. Jay Noel wants to know, uh, what do you guys make of the cryptic message from Keon Coleman with the three football emojis? Uh, well, there was an NFL guy, I think, who tweeted four of them because he only got four touches or something like that. So maybe it's that. Kids obviously follow NFL guys on social media. Or maybe he's celebrating the fact that Florida State has three wins. I don't know. You, you guys, I thought it was that Florida State that. stayed at number three in the coaches' poll. Actually, oh, look at that! Uh, Perfect. Yeah, I, I, it, it may well be that. I also think uh, Keon is one of the more singular focused people that I've encountered on the NIL side of things, and I don't mean like. Uh, let me refer. What I'm saying is just from working on NIL and having a chance to work with these kids more. Keon's as focused on football as anybody that I've encountered. I'll put it that way. And I would not be surprised if that was just him saying ball is my focus right now. I'm not, I don't know. I've never talked to Keon Coleman and and certainly I'm not going to ask him about his tweets or X's or whatever they're called now. But uh, that dude has, that dude is as focused as anybody that I've encountered. And uh, he's, he's about, he's about ball. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I still think Florida State should be considered the favorite in the ACC. Uh, I still think that they have a good shot to go up and beat Clemson. We'll, we'll get more into that. We need to figure out our Clemson guest, by the way. I I would ask uh, my friend Anna, but she's actually on maternity leave right now, so uh, probably not going to give us <laughs> give, give us the free time there. Uh, she does a good job covering that that program. Uh, you think Hood's available? Uh, I was I was gonna I'll reach out to Hood. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That 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 could be a solid solid guest there. He, he's always always a good guy to chat with. Um, 
man, I'm really like, I'm not that worried. Maybe I should be. Like they're they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you're judging them on like the go win the national championship standard, you're probably having a freak out. But like the last two solo pods we've done, like that's not the standard I'm judging them to. Like I'm trying to keep that same energy from from what we had in the preseason. I know you are too. Like maybe slightly elevated, obviously, because they've shown a certain level. Oh, uh chat wants to know about slot receivers. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you're a slot receiver, you're like, um, shoot. I know you're on Instagram. The, uh, there's that Instagram meme. I know my, my wife sent it, or maybe I've sent it to her where the, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's language from a comedy skit and it's like a pile of towels talk like that are unfolded talking to like, like some other, other stuff that's like not done around the house. And it shows the, the wife uh, uh, sitting down there looking at her phone or something like that, or husband. I want to be sexist, and it's like, you see me? It's like, yeah, you see me? And like basically, like, like pretending that they're invisible because uh, she can't see them. I'm sure that's kind of how the slot receivers feel in this offense right now. Like, wait, I was going to say, what? I think yeah. uh, <laughs> that was really roundabout. Maybe maybe Jordan listened to the <laughs> wide receiver preview where we didn't mention Destin Hill or something like that. Who knows? No, I'm just I'm just joking. But, or maybe uh, that's the secret weapon they're just waiting. That for may out. well be the secret weapon. That's not now. When I say that, like I do think Jordan will take more of the easy stuff moving forward. What I was referencing four or five minutes ago, it's that it's it's Destin Hill and uh, a couple of the other options that are available in the underneath game. Uh, so we'll see. I'm, I'm again. I'm not worried about that. I, I, Destin Hill. Uh, we, he, there's been many a fine receivers who have gone and introduced themselves to both this fan base and the broader college football world at Clemson. And that would not surprise me at all if that happened this weekend. Dustin is, uh, is waiting to have a, uh, a big, big game. He's, he's on the, on the verge. So also Jordan did not ignore all the underneath stuff against LSU. Mm-hmm. There may be a thing that he's pressing a little bit, right. And just trying to trying to hit the hit the home runs like I don't they did a whole Heisman campaign for him and certainly if they if Florida State goes undefeated he's going to be in the conversation because there's going to be on the back of him having those Heisman type numbers maybe there's maybe there's part of that right and you had so much success with with your two big wideouts against LSU uh, but he also would take some of the underneath stuff against LSU so I don't think that there's some you know, crazy idea here that, that he can go back to that. You yeah. know, I think it's just easier to be more. Um, I don't want to say focused, but just it's it's easier to. You know, when you're playing an opponent like that, and you're playing an opponent that you've uh, you know spent three months focusing on uh, a lot, uh, you know, not exclusively, but a lot. That uh, maybe it's a little bit easier to be more I'm just going to take what's there in the immediate. And when you're playing a team like Boston College, you think you're significantly better, that it's easier to look long and then maybe not not make your way back short. So, uh, yeah, the running game is more what I have a little bit of concern with long-term as to, you know, how much of that, uh, how much of that can get cleaned up. And, you know, like you, I think we've got a lot of really good offensive linemen, but, I don't know that you have somebody that's just a absolute road grader. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see. And I, I think, uh, you know, what I've said about Trey Benson for the past couple of months has been true. Very, very good running back, but I think it's a guy that you've got to feed the ball to uh, 
and let him continue to warm up and, and get going into a game. That'd be interesting to see how, you know, how that gets balanced and, and how that ultimately gets used. A lot of people in the chat are asking about Biscuit. Um, like I, I, I like Marquise and Douglas. I don't think that he's like an amazing player yet. I think he's a guy who's a little bit ahead of schedule, but was super raw. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think he's some huge difference maker for you. Like maybe as a blocker, potentially, if you wanted to go that way more. I would agree with the comments that stem from from blocking. Absolutely. Yeah. Morlock's still uh, learning there. You know, I but I guarantee you, like Mike Norvell and company are not hiding like a no doubt NFL type player at tight end who's that size on the bench. It's just not happening. If he was actually like that good, he would be your no doubt number one starter. Mm-hmm. And Bell and Bell would be a complimentary piece and Morlock would be on the bench. He to me he's not. Not yet. To your point about the run game, it, the physical stuff is not necessarily fixable within season. Right? Like you are kind of what you are. It'd be, it'd be really nice to get Mo Smith back, I think. He's just a better center than than what we have. Uh, I do think the continuity stuff, the communication stuff, that can improve as the year goes on. Give Atkins more time working with these guys. Eventually, they'll probably figure out a lineup. I mean, the like Casey Roddick's not a bad player. He's not great. He's you know, certainly better than, than some of the guys you've run out there in recent years. But they it does do... feel like they're playing a little bit of Rubik's Cube right now. Yeah. Right. And trying to figure out the exact positionings and pairings and groupings. And um, uh, there's nobody I have more confidence to get all the, the colors on the same side than Alex Atkins when it comes to, to that position. I mean, you legitimately have one of the three to five best coaches, position coaches uh, in the game. I'm, I'm all but certain of. Like, I don't think that they're close to being like an awesome get you yards mostly whenever you need it type run game. I do think that they will pop some explosives. Like, again, coming back to if you have to respect Jordan, teams are going to have to like they will not be overplaying some of your stuff so hard. Like you have a lot of fast flow going on right now. Also, like they didn't run a lot of their little like, like you know, boot stuff against Boston College. Yeah. If you did. You probably hit some of those guys dragging against fast flow, and all of a sudden, a little different, right? Like you're obviously gonna. This is not like inside baseball. If, if I don't want people to accuse me of that, uh, you're gonna run some stuff against Clemson that you didn't show in the last two weeks, especially if Clemson overplays some of your run stuff, like the last two teams have. It's just common sense. Coach AB of the uh, high-quality product X's and Knolls. If you guys aren't otherwise familiar with it, I would encourage you to go find it. Probably the best piece of content out there uh, in the Florida State state space as far as reviewing tape and trying to get a better ideas to responsibilities, et cetera. State's uh, cleanup buyers, uh, missed assignments, continue building the cohesiveness with your double teams and run games going to pop. Uh, Run game is very close in his opinion. Uh, AB... I very much value your opinion and appreciate you giving us that type of feedback. And yeah, you're probably right. I just still think you're you're looking for whatever your your optimal pairing is there, or maybe it's not the plan. Maybe the plan is to play, you know, eight or nine guys a game and and really try to 
utilize those interior pieces that you seem to swap out throughout the part of the game to try to wear people down. Who knows? But uh, it does, to me, feels like you're still trying to figure out exactly what your what your best five is up there. Uh, more, we're a little early on the Clemson, or the Clemson preview stuff. How is Clemson's O-line compared to LSU? LSU's is better. I, I think, full stop. I mean, LSU has multiple guys that I'm convinced will be drafted, maybe highly. I, I'm not sure Clemson has that. Honestly, uh, D line, D line's probably closer overall, especially like they're, it's going to play to a higher level being that, that it's at Death Valley, you know. Um, and they obviously didn't have Mason Smith. By the way, did you watch that LSU Mississippi State game over the weekend? Because, mm, yeah. uh, kind of glad they didn't have Mason Smith, <laughs> to be frank there. <laughs> Mississippi State had a 15% success rate until LSU pulled a starter. 15. That's uh it's not great. Yeah. I, mean, I know that they're they're trying to transition from a, a an air raid offense that was vertical pass setting 60 times a game to all of a sudden, you know, running stretch uh, like what App State runs 45 times a game. A little hard to transition there even if you have experienced guys. But 15% is not really going to get it done. That's like an FCS team, dude. Uh, yeah. So, and he did. Mason Smith didn't even play like a full complement of snaps. Like he's like still coming back a little bit. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Clemson's O line is not as good as LSU's. Clemson's D line is probably pretty close, I think, to what you faced uh, in Orlando, especially because it's going to be in Death Valley, so it, it'll play to a fairly high number uh, in, in terms of of performance rating. Clemson linebackers are pretty active. We'll, we'll, we'll go over this stuff more. But we'll have a full Clemson preview. I've watched, I think, every Clemson snap so far this year. Yeah. I feel fairly good about our guess on that. We really didn't know what the hell Boston College was going to run with Castellanos because I hadn't hadn't seen him like in a game that you didn't have the like with them as an underdog. You know, um, one thing that we absolutely know for sure is what you should be doing on Friday nights. Uh, particularly, we're going to have a Clemson game here by week and then three straight home games. And whether you're in Tallahassee or making your way to it for a game, would encourage you to think of our friends uh, at Charlie Park, always Township and Madison Social as well. But Friday nights at uh, Charlie Park are fantastic. We've actually used this frequently in the past to meet sponsors and other friends of the show up there. But uh, did you see some of the menu options over there, bud? I know that you I did. Not Matt texted previously, today. but the uh, steak and potatoes. 12 ounce grilled ribeye, uh, root vegetables, cauliflower, uh, sage butter, shallot, sage butter, and purple potato puree. Uh, look, man, it when, when we say it is unlike anything else in Tallahassee, uh, absolutely mean that it is a, a setting, uh, that needs to be seen, needs to be appreciated. That is Charlie Park there in the uh, Cascade Park area, and would thoroughly encourage you to have that on your list of things to do. Uh, as you make your way to a future Florida State game. So big thanks to our friends at Charlie Park, as always. Do you think I should bill Michigan State for quoting, or not quoting me, but like kind of ripping me off in their letter to Mel Tucker? They basically used my, uh, saying it was consensual is not a defense to engaging in uh, self, uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, yeah. With, with a university contractor while married. 
Uh, so yeah, they that was it. Did you see that? Like they basically um, they went hard in the paint and just said, "Mel Tucker, you're out of here." Uh, didn't have to wait for the hearing. They just basically said, "Your your admission of this and claiming it was consensual is mm-hmm. uh, is, is enough." Because regardless, yeah, which is we got some heat for doing the inst- the like instant who who should Michigan State hire show like that afternoon. Like guys, there's no coming back from this. Yeah, no, that, no, that's, that's the, the the it was it was zero percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, Fuller, guys, I really don't think that we're going to, um, to do no, like Mike Norvell uh, is, is not going to make any kind of call on no, like, sorry. Uh, let's see some other good stuff from the chat here. Bill says Morlock needs to work on his hand placement when blocking and not leaning in defenders. Totally. Yeah, that's a very fair criticism, and I think something he'll have to do. Um, I agree with that. If Mo comes back, do you put Darius at guard? I think, considering how Darius has actually handled center, you might try it. Yeah, I mean, you you, you may get him some run there. Uh, what else do we have here? I know there's a lot of good stuff in the chat earlier. All uh, De Russo says all these angsty questions, complaints evaporate if you beat Clemson by two scores. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you beat Clemson by seven, uh, I think a lot by of By any number. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, how, and, and I have, I almost said this earlier and I didn't because I thought it would be like, sound like me trying to convince people of, uh, you know, Pollyanna or whatever, but like, but what percentage of the fan base would have taken three and oh going into <laughs> going again to this point, you know? 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, let's just, Let's just keep some things in mind as we uh, as we go through this experience. So. Your win against LSU is looking better and better. I don't seriously think you can get two teams in from the ACC, but the chance is probably gone from like one percent to maybe like a five percent, just given uh, what else is going on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do. Yes, yes. I had some uh, lovely people tell me how stupid I was to say that there could be a slight off chance of something like that happening, but and can't I, I concern was, yourself with uh, much stuff like that. But I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, well, actually I'm not hoping. I just hope you win the ACC and, and I'm, we don't have to, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have to admit that I was yeah, wrong. Screw it. Um, I, I mean, look, this is a good football team, guys. It is. They're not a perfect football team. Sometimes you get another guys, like even really good hitters will go over four sometimes against you know pitchers that are not great pitchers you just they keep you off balance they expose some stuff maybe i'm struggling a little bit you know i i like where this team is there's not a whole lot of teams out there that i think are like that i mean how many teams would you really take on a neutral field or florida state right now not many i mean georgia michigan ohio state you could tell me penn state i could argue florida state back in your face I yeah, have a hard not, time thinking Bama. Doesn't right, get much. You know, might be USC. And Texas. That would be, that would be where I would go. It'd be close. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I'm like not going to worry myself with the polls, way. but I I chuckle at the fact that Texas, after being tied with Wyoming in the fourth quarter, whoever they were playing, moves up. That's fine. Uh, yeah, that is kind of silly. They're they're a missed tackle away from being like a touchdown game, super late at home as a 34 point favorite. Yeah. So. No, it's three, maybe four. You know, I, I need to get, I, I need to know the USC team better before I, I say that yeah. with, with whole heart. But yeah, 
there's some chance Oregon might be really good too. We just we need we need to see it. If they are, they'll handle business this weekend um, in a big way. Yeah, that would be. Uh... Hey, do you take? Uh, you ever think about taking the ball first in overtime? <laughs> Did you see this? I stayed up till two in the morning watching that crap. I could not. Yeah, I was super tired. I I was frustrated. Frustrated. Not not the ending that I thought was going to play out there for a second. So. I actually think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, because you got the confirmation, like, okay, you're not a crazy person. They are what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. And you let them off the hook to quote the late, the late mm-hmm. screen. Yeah. But now you get the national TV game for Oregon and you get the big Fox national TV game for USC. Mm-hmm. Like, they wanted all the smoke. Yeah. Here comes the smoke. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, chat says Wyoming is a solid team. I don't, I don't disagree with that. They, they are. They're also a team that you should not like have struggle with at home. Um, but again, teams have off days. Georgia was losing to South Carolina at the half. Mm-hmm. South Carolina is terrible this year. Well, relatively terrible, I guess. Not Mississippi State bad, but um, yeah, the Lake Dennis Green exactly. Yeah, for people who don't know that quote, that was who are they play? Were they playing the Vikings or who? Who were they playing? It was somebody. He was coaching the Vikings, wasn't he? Oh, were they playing Arizona? Oh, no, maybe it was coaching Arizona. Yeah, I can't remember. He bounced around there for a bit. And we let him off the hook. It's a great quote. Uh, yeah, he was coaching Arizona, and I don't know. Uh, Chicago Bears, the, okay. the, 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 the 06 team. When, when, yeah, they had, like, no offense and just all defense. I think that team made the Super Bowl. And lost uh, to Peyton Manning for the Colts. Hmm. Okay. The, the the rain Super Bowl in Miami. Sounds about right. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Okay. Uh a lot of this is designed a little bit game film for Clemson, possibly. I, I look, guys, this is a damn good football team. Like there's not a whole lot to really complain about. There's some stuff you can nitpick for sure, but there's not a lot to like seriously um seriously complain about. And like, unless you go up there and totally lay an egg against Clemson, I'm going to feel about the same way, I think, honestly. Like, we know it's a good team. You're at, you're at kind of a point now, like, you're going to play a lot of better good teams. Mm-hmm. You're going to win a lot of those. You're going to lose some of those. Just kind of is what it is. You're, you're clearly good. We'll see how well people can exploit that. We got anything else we need to get to? Crown their asses. Yeah, that was... <laughs> talking, talking back to our friend... Our old friend Sean there. Uh, so that's yeah. kind of how I feel about some of these teams out there right now, by the way, mm-hmm. that, that keep getting propped up in the polls. I'm like, really? This is kind of what we think this team is. We, we, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The weather in South Carolina this weekend. I have not checked. Uh, there's been some, there's been some early Euro models uh, out there that I, I don't even want to speak it into existence. So I'm just going to, oh, wow. Leave it, leave it there. Seriously. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I will give you guys a tip, by the way. Windy.com. <laughs> Did we talk about this? Yes. This is the site okay. you mentioned. We didn't, yeah, we didn't yeah, give yeah. the address, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Windy.com. You windy. can check com. to see like what the actual weather will be at a certain time, uh, at field level. If, if you happen to have any kind of needs for that type of thing, <laughs> uh, you're right though. The Boston college stadium is kind of down enough in a bowl to where it's, it limits the, uh, the overall amount of wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson, by the way, has some injury concerns. 
Yeah, they do. They do. Turner is uh, out for the year at receiver. Looks like. Um, I was scanning some message boards earlier. One of their posters said that Walker Parks was in a quote, one of those big ass boots. Big ass boots. That's a okay. starting offensive lineman, as opposed mm-hmm. to I guess just like like a you know. Yeah. I interpret big ass boot as like one of those like immobilized, more you know full calf boots, not not mm-hmm. like a booty, but like a a, a boot. Um, they got a couple more too. Hmm. Okay. Not 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 everybody is is one hundred percent health. So yeah, interesting. We will continue to monitor the situation. Uh, I did not know that windy.com is a great app too. Sorry, we're we're a little off topic tonight. We're but. Off. No, it's been good. Right at an hour. With that, we'll probably wrap it up. But uh, enjoyed this as always. Good to be able to go back, look at a game, have a little bit of perspective, and uh, try to make the most of it. So, you know, hopefully this is just but a blimp on the uh, the radar. And, uh, you know, Florida State moves on. But, uh, hey, here's to being 3-0. and Here's to not having the month of September ruin your college football experience and many other things that we've been able to go about differently this year. And uh, this weekend will be a hell of a lot of fun, and we'll be back uh, Wednesday night, most likely maybe Thursday, with a, a full game preview, and I'll, uh, I'll uh, hit David up here uh, immediately after this, and we'll have him bring on the uh, the venerable David Hood of uh, TigerNet, I do believe. So. I think he'll do it. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Till then, bro. Yes, sir. Good talking to you.